Hi friends, this is Megan, and you're listening to the She Lives Purposely podcast, where we encourage women to love Jesus and live purposely in every area of life. Hello friend, and welcome back to the She Lives Purposefully podcast. My name is Megan, and I am the founder of She Lives Purposefully and the host of this podcast, and I am so excited that you are here I hope and pray that you are encouraged and equipped by this incredible episode. My heart is for you, for you to walk with Jesus well, and for you to live purposefully. I want to encourage you, before we start this episode, to encourage just one friend today by sharing this episode with them, just one person. Build your friends up today in their walk with Christ. I know that I cannot wait to share it with you, all of my friends. Um, And if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the She Lives Purposefully podcast so that you don't miss a single encouraging episode. And leave a review so that others stumbling on here will know whether or not they should check out the podcast. Okay. So now whether you are cooking, cleaning, maybe you are driving home from work, maybe you're at work, whatever it is you're doing, maybe you're sitting down with your Bible and your notebook and the Sheila's Purposefully Ruth study um, that you got and downloaded for free from the website, just be ready to be encouraged and equipped today, um, whether you are listening on whatever platform it's on or whether you're watching on YouTube. Um, I'm going to attempt to put this one up on YouTube successfully. If you've heard the last couple of Ruth studies, you've know you know that I was hoping to upload past episodes on YouTube, um, and they actually did get up, which is really exciting. They 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 did end up on YouTube, which is just exciting for me because it's kind of this new um, step into. Um, different places that the podcast can be heard and it's not something that I had really ever done before on my own like my own self on YouTube like that um so so just kind of exciting if you are watching on YouTube you are going to see me going up and down with my eyes because my notes are down on the screen below me I tried to move my laptop from where it was before last time so it's kind of a more seamless transition but that's still just going to be there um but anyway let's dive into the book of Ruth. So we are going to be in Ruth chapter three. If you have your Bibles, I encourage you to open them up so we can read it together. The book of Ruth is after the book of Joshua and Judges, um, and and we are going to be reading Ruth chapter three. And so here we go. If you don't have your Bibles, just listen in and be encouraged. Um, We have 18 verses here. So It goes like this, and I am reading from the English Standard Version, which is the ESV version. Um, If if something isn't totally aligning with um, what you're reading, maybe you're reading a different version. So it says this, Then Naomi, her mother-in-law, which is Ruth's mother-in-law, said to her, My daughter, should I not seek rest for you, that it may be well with you? Is not Boaz our relative, with whose young women you were? See, he is winnowing barley tonight at the threshing floor. Wash therefore and anoint yourself and put on your cloak and go down to the threshing floor. But do not make yourself known to the man until he has finished eating and drinking. But when he lies down, observe the place where he lies. Then go and uncover his feet and lie down, and he will tell you what to do. And she replied, 
all that you say I will do. So she went down to the threshing floor and did just as her mother-in-law had commanded her. And when Boaz had eaten and drunk and his heart was merry, he went to lie down at the end of the heap of grain. Then she came softly and uncovered his feet and lay down. At midnight, the man was startled and turned over, and behold, a woman lay at his feet. He said, Who are you? And she answered, I am Ruth, your servant. Spread your wings over your servant, for you are a redeemer. And he said, May you be blessed by the Lord, my daughter. You have made this last kindness greater than the first, in that you have not gone after young men, whether poor or rich. And now, my daughter, do not fear. I will do for you all that you ask. For all my fellow townsmen know that you are a worthy woman. And now it is true that I am a redeemer. Yet there is a redeemer nearer than I. Remain tonight and in the morning. If he will redeem you, good, let him do it. But if he is not willing to redeem you, then as the Lord lives, I will redeem you. Lie down until the morning. So she lay at his feet until the morning, but arose before one could recognize another. And he said, let it not be known that the woman came to the threshing floor. And he said, bring out, bring the garment you are wearing and hold it out. So she held it out and he measured out six measures of barley and put it on her. Then she went into the city. And when she came to her mother-in-law, she said, how did you fare, my daughter? Then she told her all that the man had done for her, saying, These six measures of barley he gave to me, for he said to me, You must not go back empty-handed to your mother-in-law. She replied, Wait, my daughter, until you learn how the matter turns out, for the man will not rest, but will settle the matter today. So that is Ruth chapter 3. If you haven't been reading it with us, in the last two chapters, two chapters of Ruth, we have followed um, Ruth and Naomi as they journey back to Naomi's homeland, and um, we see that they actually are both widows, and Ruth goes out and she decides to work and try to support Naomi, her mother-in-law, and herself. And she ends up going to the fields of this man named Boaz, who notices her and is really kind to her. He's giving her um, extra food and things like that and, and allowing her to, to reap the benefits of the food that they are making there um, and just the grain and all of that. Um, and he, he, we see in the last chapter that he finds favor with her. So in this chapter, just a quick summary of what we're seeing is that um, it looks like Boaz is a relative of theirs, and we actually learned that in chapter two, and one of our redeemers. So a redeemer is somebody that basically um, you would, let's say, for example, in this situation, neither of them have husbands. Ruth could marry Boaz, and he would be kind of legally bound to um, redeem her and support her and become her husband in that way so to be a redeemer um she you know they would have to get married and he basically becomes her support system and the support system for naomi um because he's a relative of her former husband um so we're gonna kind of just go through this study together which i'm really excited about um so again in summary in chapter three naomi encourages ruth to go to boaz to become the redeemer, which again is basically a marriage 
proposal um, in order to carry on the family name, but he tells her that there is actually somebody else, another kinsman redeemer, who is closer to her in the relative line um, than he is. So he's going to figure out the situation. He's going to figure it all out and make the necessary move. So if this other person wants to be the kinsman redeemer, he's going to let this guy do that. But if not, then he says, you know, as the Lord lives, like he is going to step up and become Ruth's husband. And we actually see, um, I think it's in verse 10. Yes. He said, you have made this kindness greater than the first that you have not gone after other men. So you can see that he actually wants to marry Ruth. Like this is something that he wants to do, which is really cool. Um, so that is the summary of what's happening. And now we're just going to kind of move through the verses, um, mostly in order, but some kind of out of order here. We see in this chapter, one topic that I wanted to talk about is we see practical love and practical necessity, kind of how they are living practically in what the Lord is guiding them to do. In verses one through nine, we see Naomi tell Ruth to go to Boaz, you know, just like we talked about to be the kinsman redeemer. We see Naomi's practical mindset in verse one. She wants life to go well for Ruth. Um, and this is not just a business proposition like we talked about. This is a marriage proposition. Proposition. So she's practically telling Ruth to go talk to Boaz. Life is not a hyper-spiritual way of living. Yes, we should always be walking in the Spirit. But that doesn't mean that life isn't still very practical. Taking wise, practical steps that align with God's Word are a way to live the way that God would have us to live. To live purposefully. There are also, um, and that's just a point I wanted to make too, just really in emphasizing, I think as we seek the Lord's will, a big part of that is living in obedience to the things he's already called us to and living practically and um, wise, just taking steps that, the natural steps that are before us and doing those things in prayer, um, but, but just moving forward in those things. So I love that we see just the very practical desires that Naomi has for Ruth and the steps that she tells her to take. Um, we also learn, which is fun here, some very practical love tips in these verses. So uh, just a couple here. In verses 2 and 3, we see that Naomi thinks of this idea because she can tell that Ruth has found favor in this man's eyes. We also see her very practically tell Ruth to wash, to anoint herself, to put on a cloak. She is getting ready. She's told to smell good, all these kind of things, just to very practically, you know, um, get herself ready to go see this guy that she's basically going to propose to, in a sense, um, and, and that. So another thing here is that Naomi notices that Boaz is a kind and godly man who has noticed Ruth, and so she encourages Ruth to make her availability known, to take a step there, um, which I just thought was a very cool way of just noticing kind of, you know, this very real situation. If you're putting yourself in their shoes or as a friend of one of theirs who's watching this all play out, you can kind of see the excitement in it, maybe the anxiety of it, the nerves, or um, and then just the practicality of it too, of, of just making this um, happen. So in verses seven through nine, we see Ruth make her appeal. She goes to Boaz, uncovers his feet, and asks him to spread his wings over her as her redeemer. In this culture, this action was a symbol of humility and submission. 
In her marriage proposition, she is, as David Guzik says, not coming, quote, as a victim demanding her rights, but as a humble servant, trusting in the goodness of her kinsman redeemer. This is such an honorable mentality and action in approaching someone in this position. Oftentimes, we can approach people with a sense of entitlement or pride, but according to her, the roles here, Ruth could have actually expected this marriage out of Boaz because he is in that role, because he could be a kinsman redeemer. She can expect this of him. However, Ruth chooses to approach kindly and humbly in this situation. And another point I want to make about this specific scene is that this is not a sensual scene. It's a major point that we have to recognize. And it's very easily, you know, and often confused to be as a sexual or a sensual act or anything along those lines. Um, but this gesture was not understood that way in this culture. Okay, so moving on to verses 10 through 17, we notice a big theme here is just that Ruth and Boaz are men and women of character. And I love that. I think that's really important to know. But why are they people of character? How do we know that? So in verse 10, Boaz calls Ruth blessed. So that just notes something about who she is. But it also notes something about who he is that he notices that about her. He involves the Lord in their conversation in verse 10. In verse 11, he calms her fears. In verse 11, he also calls her a worthy woman. And in verses 11 through 13, he promises to do all that she asks, and even if it means going out of his way to do so. So he's holding up his end of the bargain. Um, he is a person who, when he says yes, he means yes, you know, all of those kind of things. And he's actually going out of his way to do that, which is really, it's a kind thing. It's a very honorable thing. Um, and, you know, you may be thinking here, I'm going to pause and say this, well, like, he kind of has to because he's the kinsman redeemer. In chapter four, we're going to see that you don't have to fulfill this kind of role, um, but he's going out of his way to make sure that she's taken care of, which is great. Um, and then in verses 15 through 17, he gives her six measures of barley for her and Naomi. He is a godly, hardworking, out of his way, helpful, generous, and gift giving man. He's providing for her already. Um, before he's taking this step, he has been already. He was doing that in chapter two. And not only is he providing for her, but he is taking into consideration Naomi and who she's living with, her mother-in-law, and taking care of them both. Um, and then in verse 11, just the fact, again, noting that Ruth is known as a worthy woman is very it's just very notable. The fact that not only does he call her, you know, all these great things, blessed and worthy woman, but the fact that other people know this about her, other people know that she is a worthy woman, is, is something to note because I guess what I'm trying to say is the way that other people see us um, can be an important thing. The fact that other people around her know her character shows that she really is a person of character because it's evident to the people around her. The fruit of her life is showing. Um, and that's something that I know that I want for myself as well. So we see that Boaz and Ruth are people of character. They are kind and their character is noted among others. They involve the Lord in their conversation and their relationship. They honor each other in word and in deed. These are the type of qualities we are called to mimic and the type of qualities we are or should be looking for in those we plan to be with for life. So whether that's friends or it's a romantic relationship, specifically, you know, for life, a romantic relationship. Um, but so we should be looking for those qualities as well as having those qualities in us. 
Okay, so in verses 12 through 13, we have a major plot twist that we've already talked about. As we're going through the book of Ruth, we're seeing this kind of um, story unfolding. It looks like a little romantic story um, that's coming in, and, you know, she's going to him, she's making this marriage proposal, and he's a kinsman redeemer. It's perfect. But in verses 12 through 13, we discover that while Ruth and Naomi thought Boaz could become their kinsman redeemer, there is a closer relative who would be required to take on that role. He would be the first person in line to do that. And we're going to see that um, ultimately he finds a way out of it and there's a way out of that that he takes. Um, but there is somebody else who's first in line for that. And if he chooses not to fulfill that role, then Boaz can step in. So it's almost like a Hallmark movie where everything's building and growing great. And then there's this plot twist and it seems like everything could not work out for Ruth and Boaz. Um, I guess it would work out for Ruth because she's taken care of financially and things like that. But for the sake of the love story, um, there is this plot twist in the situation. And what I love to in this, he tells her that he is going to take care of things. And then when Ruth goes back and tells Naomi about the situation, you know, that maybe Boaz is not the kinsman redeemer, maybe it's somebody else, she actually says too, to wait until you learn how the matter turns out. Um, and so I love that because I think if it were me, it would feel like such an incredibly just anxious and curious time where you're wondering what the conversation is going to go like, what's going to happen, you know, you're, you're, the trajectory of your life is kind of going to take place in the next 24 to 48 hours whenever they have this conversation your life is going to change um and she is told to wait or sit still this is a small reminder for us as well even in situations that do seem worthy of our anxious thoughts we are called to wait and to sit still Another big note here, and the last big note that I have for our study today, um, is that Boaz in this story is actually a beautiful picture of Jesus. It's one of the most beautiful parts of the book of Ruth, is that, um, again, G Boaz is a representation of Jesus. Boaz is a kinsman redeemer. He His role is that he's able to redeem Ruth. He is the one person who can save Ruth and we know that there's a connection here in the way that Ruth speaks to Boaz, asking him to spread your wings over your servant, using the same verbiage that God himself uses while speaking to Israel in Ezekiel 16.8. So let's dive into what a kinsman redeemer can be required to do. A kinsman redeemer was responsible to buy an Israelite out of slavery, which we see in Leviticus 25.48, to be the avenger of blood, which is in Numbers 35.19, to buy back family land in Leviticus 25.25, and to marry a childless widow to carry on the family name, which is found in Deuteronomy. Jesus, like Boaz, is the one who redeems us. He brings us in as family. He refuses to leave us alone and uncared for. He buys us with his own blood. He brings us out of slavery um, to the devil and to sin. He avenges us and he fights for us. He is our redeemer and it's so beautiful as we read this story and I encourage you to kind of go back through the first three chapters and, and read how um, 
in the light of knowing that Jesus, that Boaz is a representation of Jesus as a redeemer, reread this story and see all the little details of who Boaz is and what he's like and the role that he's about to play um, is a beautiful thing. So I want to encourage you to know, again, I'm going to read that through, that Jesus has redeemed you. He has brought you into his family. He refuses to leave you alone and uncared for. He has bought you with his own blood. He has brought you and freed you from slavery to the devil and to sin. He is avenging you and he fights for you. Um, he is your redeemer, redeemer and your savior. And, and it's just such a beautiful story to read. So I hope and pray that you were encouraged by this episode and by Ruth chapter three. Um, don't miss next week's episode in Ruth chapter four as we finish up Ruth chapter four. And then I will let you know next week too what the next book is gonna be that we are going to go through, um, which I'm really excited for. So be sure to listen to that episode and to share this episode with somebody else if you were encouraged by it. And if you haven't yet, to download the free Ruth study on the site. I'm going to link that in the show notes. Um, there is nothing in it, literally for me. It's free resource for you that you can go through on your own time. Or as we're going through the study, you can basically have notes there with you, um, which is really, really incredible. It's one of our most popular studies. Um, and, and so I'm excited for you to download that if you have not already. And if you haven't yet, again, be sure to subscribe to the Sheila's Purposefully podcast and leave a review. I would love if you would do that just so that other people know whether or not they should listen. Um, share this with a friend. If you have not yet already, read your Bibles today. Spend time with Jesus. He loves you and wants to spend time with you. Um, he wants to pour into your life and it's just so crucial in, in walking with the Lord well to be spending time with him. So I want to encourage you to do that too. Have a fantastic rest of your day. Live for Jesus well. Live purposely. I love you, friends. Thank you so much for listening to today's conversation. I would love to hear what you thought about the podcast on Instagram at she lives purposefully and to rate and review us wherever you're listening from. It really helps us to serve you guys better and just lets us know what you're thinking and feeling and what you're looking for even. Um, so feel free to do that. And also tell your friends about the podcast. Let them know if it's been an encouragement to you, go and encourage them with it. Thank you so much again for listening. I love you friends.